So let me ask you this highly debated question. Do you believe that if someone is diagnosed with obesity, that they can also be labeled as healthy? Well, in my personal opinion, I believe the answer is yes. If someone is diagnosed with a chronic condition or chronic disease, I believe that they can still be healthy. But the reality is we need to keep in mind the truth that just simply carrying excess fat in the stomach abdominal region in itself, even in the absence of any other chronic disease or condition, can put our vital organs at risk for damage and reduced function. We will be diving into that topic and more on today's episode of the People Scientist Podcast. You are listening to The People Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on nutrition, health, and medicine. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, a nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back for another episode on the People Scientist Podcast where I, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, bring you some scientific information every week. My goal is through this podcast to bring you sound scientific information to leave you feeling more knowledgeable and empowered because of it. With the more knowledge we have, the more we can make informed decisions and lead the healthy lives that we want to live. This week we are covering a topic that I specialized in during my master's degree, and that is all about our kidneys. Now kidney health and kidney disease is such a large and important topic, so for today I am going to narrow it down to speak specifically to how the fats in our diet and the fat in our body can have an impact on our kidney health. So let's start off with some core takeaways. Our kidneys serve many functions, including cleaning our blood of metabolic waste products in order to keep our fluid balance, pH, and salt concentrations of our blood stable. What can happen over time in individuals living with obesity, particularly with a large amount of fat around the stomach, is that kidney function may decline over time. Even in the absence of any condition or disease, excess fat in itself can have a negative impact on our kidneys. But if individuals do live with comorbidities such as diabetes and high blood pressure, this also places a huge burden on our kidney health. So the obvious point to maintain healthy kidney function is to reduce fat mass and gain control of our blood pressure and blood glucose levels. But beyond that, what else can we do? Well, in the last couple of episodes, I've spoken quite a bit about omega-3 fatty acids. Well, in this episode, I speak to how the plant-based omega-3 fatty acid alpha-linolenic acid may have a kidney protective effect in obesity. Now, this comes from my research done in my master's as well as from others. So now, let's get into the details. The major function of our kidneys is to filter and clean our blood. Whatever our kidneys remove from our blood is excreted into our urine. 
How the kidney does that is through these tiny filtration units called glomeruli. Now check out my social media this week to see what our glomeruli look like. Now we have hundreds of glomeruli throughout our kidney, and our blood passes through these tiny filtration units, and the glomeruli will remove waste such as urea, nitrogen compounds, drugs, medications, salts, ions, etc. In order to make sure that our blood is rid of potentially harmful compounds, and to maintain a normal pH and salt concentration. Now, some hallmark signs of kidney disease include damage to these little filtration units. With damage to the glomeruli, they become leaky, and we start to lose molecules from our blood that we normally would not lose, such as proteins. Now, picture your glomeruli, your filtration units of your kidney, as like a a strainer in your kitchen. You know, you may pour your pasta into to strain all the water out. And the job of that strainer is to remove what you don't want, which in that scenario is the water. But over time, if your glomeruli become damaged, as I said, they become leaky. So now imagine that that kitchen strainer now has larger holes in it. You're going to start to lose things that you don't want to lose. Like you're going to start to lose some of your pasta noodles. So in a similar scenario, the glomeruli of your kidney because the holes of them become larger and they become more leaky, you're going to start to lose things you don't want to lose, such as proteins and minerals. And that can put us at risk for some health complications. As a result, one way to first diagnose chronic kidney disease is by observing a buildup of molecules in the blood, such as creatinine. We may also see a reduced filtration rate by these glomeruli, or we may also see increased proteins in the urine. The prevalence of chronic kidney disease is estimated to be 8-16% to worldwide. Unfortunately, the complications of chronic kidney disease are severe. It includes kidney failure and the need for dialysis or kidney transplant, death, cognitive decline, you know, such as dementia, anemia, osteoporosis, and risk of fractures. So how is obesity linked to kidney disease then? Well, obesity in itself is linked to a decreased life expectancy. The Framingham Cohort Study in 2003 observed a 7.1 and 5.8 year decrease in lifespan of female and male individuals living with obesity, respectively. More specifically, in relation to kidney disease, waist-to-hip ratio is an independent risk factor. This was published by El Said in 2008, meaning the larger the stomach to the hip, the higher the risk for chronic kidney disease. Now, in between the years of 1986 and the year 2000, the incidence of obesity-related kidney disease increased by tenfold. That was published by Cabman and colleagues in 2001. Now, Prega in 2001 published that once obesity-related kidney disease has progressed to the glomeruli becoming damaged, the kidney survival percentage is 51% at 10 years meaning that there is a 50% chance that individuals will require dialysis or kidney transplantation in 10 years. So how does obesity specifically impact our kidneys? Well, let's first start off by defining what obesity is, because that's actually a controversial topic. And uh, I'm reminiscing back on when I did my master's defense, uh, you know, where I was speaking to obesity-related kidney disease. And my committee was asking me all of these advanced questions on, on kidney physiology. And at the end, the committee always allows the public in the audience to ask any question. And at the time, uh, my boyfriend, who's now my husband, stood up 
and said, yes, can you tell me what is obesity? And I, at the time I thought it was the funniest question just because it was juxtaposed against all these advanced questions. And he, and he asked a simple question, but in truth, it's, I feel like it's actually a more complicated question than, than we realize. I mean, academically, we define obesity as a body mass index of 30 or greater, right? And your body mass index is calculated by your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared. So that's how typically obesity is defined. But as we know, and as I think a lot of us feel in our opinion, on an individual basis, BMI is not a great indicator. You know, someone can be very muscular and have a BMI that indicates they're obese when clearly, you know, they're not obese. Some other organizations will define obesity by body fat percentage. You know, if you have a higher body fat percentage than average, but it's difficult to accurately measure body fat percentage, perhaps. My personal favorite, to be honest, the best way to indicate obesity and the risk for chronic disease is really to measure waist circumference. So in females, if their waist circumference is 35 inches or 88 centimeters or greater, then they are considered to have visceral obesity. In males, if their waist circumference is 40 inches or 102 centimeters or greater, then that is defined as visceral or abdominal obesity. So in my personal opinion, that's my favorite way to assess obesity. Because in this podcast episode, you'll begin to realize that it is obesity or excess fat that is particularly carried in the abdominal region or the visceral area that is really what puts us at risk for chronic disease. So how about we take a measurement that looks at the abdomen in regard to how we assess obesity? I think that's the best measurement in my opinion. So then, what is the concern for obesity in regard to chronic kidney disease? Well, the worrisome thing is, often it is thought that if someone is diagnosed with obesity, but their blood tests at the doctor's office all seem normal, then they are deemed healthy. And I do believe that this is true, but we do need to keep in mind the truth that carrying excess fat, particularly in the stomach abdominal region, in itself carries risk as it can infiltrate our vital organs and lead to organ damage, specifically to our kidneys. And we may not see the impact of obesity on our kidney health in the beginning, but it is likely to progress over time if that obesity is maintained. Now, the presence of excess fat around the abdomen means that fat is surrounding the vital organs. Montani in 2004 wrote a great review on this topic. With excess fat, we see high levels of leptin, which has been linked to increased inflammatory processes. We know that inflammation is elevated in the kidney with chronic kidney disease, and fibrosis of the kidney can occur with inflammation. This has been replicated many times over. We also know that accumulation of fat around the blood vessels of our organs affects blood vessel function, as fat cells secrete factors that can change the relaxation or constriction of blood vessels. The factors can also change the elasticity and health of the blood vessels in a negative way, meaning that fat surrounding the blood vessels of our organs may lead to more stiff, unhealthy blood vessels. And high amounts of fat around, these, around the vasculature of the kidney could also mechanically contribute to the increased vascular stiffness seen in obesity. This in particular can change the flow of blood throughout our filtration units, the glomeruli. Finally, accumulation of fat in the kidney may limit the outflow of blood and lymph from the kidney, which would alter the physical forces and promote 
sodium reabsorption and high blood pressure. So that in the reality of the situation, that is why it is said that fat accumulated around the stomach is the most dangerous, as fat will cover and infiltrate the vital organs, including the kidney, limiting their function. If by chance an individual also has high blood pressure or diabetes, these two conditions also significantly contribute to kidney damage, as the two most common causes of chronic kidney disease include high blood pressure and diabetes. In a study I published in the year 2014, we illustrated that one of the first signs of damage to the glomeruli is enlargement, called glomerulomegaly. Now, there is a very common thread that runs through a lot of chronic diseases, and it is as simple as this. In the beginning, when something is imbalanced in the body, the organs will try to compensate by working overtime. Sometimes because the organs work overtime, they may enlarge, and eventually the organs will lose their ability to keep up with the demands of the body, and a reduction in function will occur, or even failure will occur. We see this, for example, in heart failure, diabetes with the pancreas, and yes, kidney disease and kidney failure. If you recall back in episode 5 where I talk all about high blood pressure and the strain it puts on the heart, there are a lot of similarities to that scenario and here on the kidneys as well. When someone has uncontrolled high blood pressure, it means that many of their important organs, such as the kidneys, are receiving way too much pressure. As a result, the glomeruli become enlarged. The glomeruli may become enlarged from the presence of obesity itself as well. In 2014, I published that glomeruli size was positively associated with visceral or abdominal fat, meaning that the more fat in the abdomen, the bigger the glomeruli. We also saw that signs of kidney damage such as protein in the urine and glomeruli scarring were correlated with glomeruli size. At first, the glomeruli will be working over time, that is why they become enlarged, and then eventually the glomeruli become damaged. This is called glomerulosclerosis, which essentially means scarred glomeruli. On my social media account this week, I will post what scarred glomeruli look like. And when the glomeruli become scarred, the filtration units of our kidneys start to lose function, and our ability to clean our blood and maintain normal pH and salt concentrations reduce. In this scenario, medications, special diets, dialysis, or even a kidney transplant may be mandated. So what can we do? Well, the obvious is, if someone has diabetes and high blood pressure, it is absolutely essential to gain these under control. If you haven't listened to episode 5 yet, I encourage you to do so. I also encourage you to listen to episode 3 and 4 talking about intermittent fasting and episode 8 on apple cider vinegar. All of these episodes have some great scientific evidence to support their use for hypertension or type 2 diabetes management. Next, if there is excess fat, particularly in the abdominal region, it is essential to try our best to reduce this. Unfortunately, we cannot spot reduce our fat, meaning we can't selectively try to reduce fat in our abdomen. But the tried and true methods of reducing calories, increasing exercise, particularly exercises that you enjoy because you're more likely to keep up with them, and eating foods that reduce our appetite, like chia seed I mentioned two weeks ago, can help us in our efforts to achieve a healthy weight. But besides these common measures, what other ways can we help protect our kidneys? 
Well, I conducted a study in my master's degree to investigate if adding plant sources of omega-3 fatty acids such as flaxseed oil and canola oil could improve kidney health in the presence of obesity. This was published in 2014. We showed that by adding a mixture of canola and flaxseed oil to the diet, the amount of omega-3s increased in the kidney, and we also saw a reduction in glomeruli size, which is a good thing. In 2013, in the Journal of Nutrition, we published that again, a diet enriched with flaxseed oil, so higher in omega-3 fatty acids, altered the oxylipin profile of the kidney. Of the greater than 60 oxylipins that we had looked at, only those that were derived from the omega-3 fatty acid, alpha-linolenic acid, were associated with less glomerulomegaly, or smaller glomeruli size. Now, this indicated reduced obesity-related kidney disease when omega-3 fatty acids were added to the diet. Now, my data coincides with what other groups have reported. For example, Simopolis in 2002 reported that eating a good ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids, so a 1 to 2 or a 1 to 5 ratio, was associated with reduced mortality. Clark in 1995 showed that eating a flaxseed-rich diet, which again is rich in omega-3 fatty acids, reduced serum creatinine and improved kidney function in patients with lupus-related kidney disease. Nori in 2011 reported that with every one unit increase in omega-3 fatty acids in the blood of patients undergoing dialysis for kidney failure, their inflammation and survival rates were improved. So there you have it, my people scientist army. Our kidneys and the glomeruli in our kidneys play an essential role in keeping our blood clean and making sure we have the right concentration of molecules and salts in our blood. If we carry excess fat in our abdomen region, that puts our vital organs at risk, including our kidneys. Excess fat surrounding the kidneys can lead to improper blood flow within the kidney and a more inflammatory state. So obesity in itself, without the presence of other diseases, can have an impact on our health. But if other conditions such as high blood pressure and diabetes are also present, these also put our kidneys at risk. For more information on how to achieve healthy blood pressure and blood glucose levels, give my previous episodes a listen. Today I shared with you some data that omega-3 fatty acids from plants such as flax, chia, and walnuts may have a beneficial role in slowing the progression of obesity-related kidney disease. So that is a wrap, my people scientist army. Make sure to follow me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to see what my days are like as a scientist in the lab and to get some extra tidbits of information on the week's episode. You also don't want to miss some very cute photos of our People Scientist Army mascots. So until next week, I hope you all have a super healthy week, and I will meet you back here the same time and the same place on the People Scientist Podcast. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates. Thank you.